Hello, and welcome to another episode of Sam Says, a podcast brought to you by the Illinois Association of Medicaid Health Plans, also known as I'm HIP. I'm DeRondel Beverly, and joining me, as always, is the Sam in Sam Says, Samantha Olds Fry, the Chief Executive Officer of I'm HIP. Sam, it's good to see you again. Always good to see you, DeRondel. I'm excited to introduce uh, for this episode, uh, I'm HIP's trusted partners and, and our guests today. We have Byron Dennis and Rich Dudley, founding partners and co-CEOs of Best Foot Forward. Byron, Rich, welcome to Sam Says. Thank you very much. Thank you. We appreciate you both being here. And uh, one thing that we like to do as we start every podcast is we like to inject a little bit of positive energy into it. Uh, we had that, we'll just say that 2020, we won't say anything about it. We'll just say the 2020 is behind us in the rearview mirror now. So as we look into the, you know, 21 and, and all that uh, hopefully will come in 21, we always, we, again, we want to start with some positive energy. So uh, Rich, we'll start with you. What are you looking forward to in the new year that we're in? Well, I think the vaccine is the biggest thing I'm looking forward to. The, the terror of COVID-19 uh, should be behind us. And as the vaccine starts to protect our population, we can get back to our normal lives. And in the case of healthcare, treating people for the chronic diseases they have and not worrying so much about a short-term pandemic. All right. All right. Byron, how about you? Well, surely on the backside of that, when we can try to get back to normal and we can try to have some type of normalcy in our personal and professional lives. As a career sales and business guy, I, I miss being able to have that true interaction with our clients. And I'm looking forward to doing that with our clients and our target clients in the future as well. All right. Well said. Sam, how about you? I think I'll just add to what Rich and Byron have said and sort of build upon that and say, I'm really looking forward to taking the lessons we learned from 2020. There were some things that we gained from that um, and building upon that and, and building a better new normal. All right. Yeah, I think for me, it, it, it's, uh, you know, summarizing for all three of you, your points is one thing that I'm thinking about is what does normal mean for me in 21 after experiencing 20 and, you know, the, not only the way that I navigate from a professional standpoint, but also my personal interactions. So, uh, okay, so let's jump into it. Um, today, we're here to talk about managing a member's care. So let's start with that um, and defining that. Uh, what does managing a member's care start with? Rich, why don't you kick us off on that? Well, I, I certainly can. Um, managing a member's care starts with a connection. And health plans receive member addresses and phone numbers that are typically wrong when they receive it. It's what the state received when the member signed up for coverage. And the members often have unstable housing. So they have to work with what they get. By the time a welcome packet is sent out to the member, the member typically no longer resides there or never did. Cell phone numbers change often with this population. Prepaid phones or unpaid bills are not uncommon. It's a major reason why 40 to 60% of Medicare members are designated hard to reach or unable to contact by the health plans that are entrusted to work with them. And the health plans work hard to try to connect with these members, but the data is just not very good. Uh, with the data they're provided by the state and the resources that the health plans are allocated by their plans to contact these members, typical success rates are only in the 8 to 12% rate. 
So when you get bad information to start with and you have limited resources to try to connect with them, it's very difficult to try to actually manage their care without that connection. Now, community-based live contacts, they've shown some success as well, but during a pandemic, it was very difficult in 2020. Health plans just can't manage care without a connection with their member. And Rich, to sort of build upon that first, I, I just wanna like underline this, underscore it, put 18 exclamation points around it because I think it's so different than how people think about healthcare and managed care or health insurance. The idea that we partner with folks like Best Foot Forward to find our members, to engage them in care, to you know, to do a health risk screening, a health risk assessment, to meet their healthcare needs, um, I don't think is like fully understood or appreciated. So like, I just want to really underline that's what we're talking about now is that health plans are partnering with organizations like Best Foot Forward to find members. And that's hard to do. And, and Rich, you talked about already some of those things that we run into um, and the challenges that we see. Data that um, is old or out of date uh, in 2020 and still right now um, in 2021, you know, not being able to go and do sort of, you know, in-person outreach in really a safe way from a member perspective, they don't, they're not going to want to engage. And from a, you know, a team member perspective of making sure that we keep our, you know, our team members safe, you know, not really a perfect solution either right now. So from your vantage point, what are the common challenges um, that we're all sort of facing in reaching the Medicaid membership? Well, the, the biggest challenge is the demographics of the population, and that's a barrier, and that's not going to change. Um, the people that need the Medicare coverage typically are low to no income and have other issues. Um, so the, the barrier is approaching the issue in a different way. You right. need to and, fund it within the health plans to give people an opportunity to connect with the members so they can do the great work they're trying to do and stop hoping that all of a sudden it's gonna get easier. Um, the state isn't going to have the resources to clean up the data before it goes to the health plan. They've got their own issues. So um, using firms like Bessemer Ford or other firms in the marketplace, uh, they can, it can significantly improve the performance and break down some of those barriers uh, to making the member connection happen. Right. And like you said, for Medicaid members, I mean, in order to be eligible for Medicaid, you're, you have a low income. And so that means you're much more likely to not be able to afford your phone bill or perhaps, you know, the address you gave to the state when you signed up for Medicaid, perhaps you had to move. That then makes you, the data we have is old that's coming from the state and then we aren't able to then reach you and engage um, and getting that health risk assessment, health risk screening done. And here in Illinois, um, we have from the state a very high expectation of engaging those hard to reach members and all of our members um, to complete that health risk screening and health risk assessment. And that's what Best Foot Forward um, is doing. And so I don't know if you, Rich, or, or Byron want to add sort of like how you're solving that problem and what barriers you're removing to engage this population. 
Let me start with that, and then Byron can add in. Sure. You know, Sam, I appreciate your comments about the things that we do, and, and we're, we're proud of that. Um, 2020 has expanded what we are providing to health plans tremendously. Uh, they realize that um, just doing a health risk screen doesn't mean that the member is going to start utilizing a primary care doctor or understand the value of that. Uh, we've introduced telemedicine connections for our members. You know, getting on public transportation to go to a doctor's office that really doesn't want you there to start with is, is not a great way of doing medicine. So once we've made the connection and the health plan assesses the member from the information we've collected, we're connecting people with primary care offices, either for in-person or telemedicine visits, so that managing their chronic diseases can happen even in a virtual world. And it's, it's really been pretty exciting. And really piggybacking on that, Sam, a, a couple of things that we implement in our organization is the customer service aspect of it. Just because you're low to no income, as Ricky said, that doesn't mean that you don't want to participate in the healthcare process. You may just not be educated on what managed care is. And so part of the first thing that we do once we're successful in locating that member is educating them first on the fact that they even have insurance available to them because maybe they never received that welcome packet because again, they moved, whatever the case may be. So part of it is just letting them know that there's a doctor already out there that has been assigned to you and that will be you know, available to help you with your care. And if you wanna make a change to someone that's more conveniently located to you, we let them know that as well. So it, it really starts with communication and letting them know there are resources available at their disposal. And Byron, I'm so glad you said that because I think that is a common thread that we see throughout managed care and sort of what we're trying to do, which is to A, treat our members with respect, acknowledge that, you know, healthcare is complicated and we want to be there as a resource to sort of hold their hand through just the complication that's healthcare for all of us, regardless of, um, you know, whether or not you have Medicaid or Medicare or commercial insurance, you know, we all, as we navigate this space, have questions and need help and the MCOs and our partners like Best Foot Forward want to be able to provide that help and that education so that our members can successfully navigate the healthcare system and have their needs met. But part of that just begins with treating them with, you know, treating everybody with respect um, and, and being there to answer those questions and to make sure they know the benefits they have. Because we find often that our members um, don't appreciate that they can go to a doctor's office rather than maybe just to the emergency department, that they can go to a doctor's office that um, they wanna go to that's within network and that we can schedule transportation for them. Um, and so I love that the best foot forward model where it's not just getting the right address and the right phone number. It's not just completing that HR, um, the health risk screening, like you said, um, but it's going that step further of while you're talking to the member, making sure they know what it means to have a, um, in insurance via health choice, via one of our health plans, because they might not have gotten that welcome packet. They might not have been, um, you know, fully appreciate all that Medicaid covers. And so you guys have touched this on, touched on this a little bit already, but how did COVID impact 
the work you do. So you've talked about how it's expanded, um, sort of best foot forwards footprint, so to speak, and the work you're able to do. But can you t- dive in a little bit further on um, how that has, how that's been impacted directly by COVID? Well, we can. Um, our our services are digital. We reach members um, via phone, via text, and we found that. Um, people are home more and that they're answering their phone a bit more. So that's the good news, I guess. Um, Person-to-person contact's gone, nobody wants that. And uh, the enthusiasm around introducing telemedicine has been really exciting. When people see that I can get care and I don't have to put my, my safety at risk to go out in the community, get on a bus, wait in the doctor's office, and that somebody's willing to invest that time in me, it's very encouraging. So I think that's a positive out of COVID. And when you call them and ask how they're doing in COVID, if they need help, and we've had several health plans reach out to us just for that kind of work effort. Just ask them how they're doing. What do they need? Do they know there's a 24-hour helpline? Do they need food? Um, providing that kind of information to members has been very gratifying. And Rich, they have, I just, I love that you bring that up because they had something that never could have happened in a fee-for-service world, right? Like that's only something that can happen um, with managed care, with partners like Best Foot Forward, um, working together to serve the needs uh, of the member. We agree. So gentlemen, uh, as we approach uh, wrapping up, you know, one of the things that we like to ask guests on the show as we think about what we've come through uh, together in 2020, but also what's ahead in 21. Can you give us a sense of how the healthcare industry should approach this subject in 21 and perhaps beyond, you know, building upon the successes that uh, we've seen as a result of innovation and pivoting in 20, building upon it now? What, uh, what, what should we, what, what do you think uh, we should be looking forward to in 21? Well, I'll start that and then Byron has some thoughts as well. I think that in 21, the big push has to be a recognition that you can't manage a person's care without connecting to them. And that connection isn't free. You need to invest your corporate priorities in trying to do it. You need to fund your internal resources with the tools and talent for them to do it inside their own organizations. And for those that are hard to reach, there are services out there that can make that connection for you so that you can manage that person's care. Um, The worst place to get care is an emergency room. They're looking at a short-term get you out the door. When we can get members understanding that chronic diseases can be managed by a primary care doctor who's willing and able to engage with them at a personal level, um, great things happen, health improves, costs go down. So I'm hoping that in 2021, all the efforts that happened this year just to contain people's disease will be shifted towards trying to prevent chronic disease from getting worse and the investment in those resources. Care management within these organizations does amazing work, but they can only do it when you can provide a connection with the member for them. And really adding to that in terms of thinking what changes that will happen in healthcare because of COVID. What we've seen as part of the, the data from COVID is that you know, people of color, brown and black people suffered more. 
Um, as a result of that, the heightened awareness of that healthcare can be used as a positive moving forward. And what we like to say is just because someone is, uh, again, on Medicaid or low to no income, that doesn't mean that they don't want to participate in their healthcare. That doesn't mean that they want to be hard or unable to reach. Once they are connected, again, once they are known that there's a system that will allow them to get great care and they can get under control some of the healthcare needs that they have, they become very active participants. And, and so we're hoping that in 21, as we continue to move through 21, that this heightened awareness about health and how everyone is really connected and how with better health care you can have a much healthier life. We're hoping that that will allow more people to continue and stay in a connection with their health care providers. Okay, we're going to have to end it there. Uh, special thank you to Byron and Rich from Best Foot Forward, the founding partners and co-CEOs at Best Foot Forward. Uh, Sam, very interesting conversation today with, uh, with both of those gentlemen. Um, anything that anything jump out to you or kind of stick out that we learned today? Yeah, I think sort of continuing on our theme from the being, beginning of the conversation of how do you build off of 2020 and sort of the lessons you were forced to learn and, and expand upon that. And I think the idea of as Rich and Byron's team are calling members, are engaging members, getting health risk screenings completed, but then also making that connection via telehealth to their um, clinicians and, and sort of that warm handoff and that education about the behavior are about the Medicaid benefits. I think that's critical. And I, I, I wanna just echo what Rich and Byron said of, of wanting that to continue and really grow. Um, and I don't know that we would have had those lessons had it not been for um, you know the standup of telehealth because of COVID. I think it, it gave us some unique opportunities, a ton of challenges, but some unique opportunities that um, will better serve our members going forward. Okay. If you're interested in becoming a trusted partner like Best Foot Forward, I encourage you to reach out to I'm Hip's Chief Operating Officer, Elena Kennedy, or visit the website at imhip.net. That's I-A-M-H-P.net. And please visit our website uh, to learn more about what we're doing uh, at I'm Hip and to listen to other podcasts like this one today. And please follow and like us on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. On behalf of Sam and the wonderful team at I'm Hip, I'm DeRondel Beverly. Thank you for tuning in again for another episode of Sam Says, and we'll see you soon.